Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. All right, guys, so today's episode is going to be a little mini episode. This was from when I did a IGTV all on protein and how to hit your protein targets. This is a common nutrient that I see a lot of women and men struggle with when they first start tracking macros. And again, if your goal is body composition related, where you're wanting to get a little bit leaner, maybe improve your muscle mass, improve your performance, then this episode is going to be for you. All right, guys, so we're going to be talking about protein intake today and how to hit a higher amount of protein. When I am giving clients their initial macros, they tend to get really thrown off with how much protein I recommend them consume in a day. And, you know, you're going to see kind of like old school protein recommendations that are more so for general population where it's like 50 or 60 grams per day. If you are lifting weights and you are wanting to build muscle and see more muscle tone, you need to be consuming enough protein. And on the low end, I will set someone around 0.8 per pound of body weight. Um, In that middle range is usually like one gram per pound of body weight. On the higher end, 1.5 per pound of body weight. I really don't see the need to go much higher than that. Um, You're really not going to get too much benefit to after that one gram per pound of body weight. It's just more of a preference thing. Now, a higher protein intake can be really helpful for, you know, post-dieting phase. So like after a competition prep and you're starting your reverse diet, I find that a higher protein intake can help with some of those cravings that can happen. Um, Protein is also not only going to be helpful for muscle repair um, and muscle gains and retention, but it can also be helpful for uh, glucose regulation. Um, it can also aid in, um, wow, I totally paused for a second. It can also aid in recovery. So basically, um, after a workout, if you tend to get really sore, protein can help with the recovery side of things. Um, And there's just so many benefits. So if you're not consuming enough protein, we're going to talk about how to fix that today. Um, I get it that, well, let's go back into recommendations. So let's say you're someone who is more on the overweight side, okay? You have at least 50 pounds of body fat that could be lost, maybe more than that. If that's the case, I wouldn't recommend, you know, someone in that place to eat 250 grams of protein per day. With anything, more is not always better. So if we are consuming like an ultra high protein intake, it can impact your digestion. Um, And protein can also be converted similar to a carbohydrate when you are consuming so much, okay? The body doesn't like just not recognize protein or metabolize it at all. Um, It can convert it just like a carbohydrate. And I see a lot of 
females out there in particular where they almost feel like protein can do no wrong and they're eating like they're only like 115 pounds and they're eating like 200 grams of protein and then they are pretty low on carbohydrates and pretty low on fats. Um, That's not ideal at all. Okay. Each macro has a purpose. Carbohydrates have a purpose. Fats definitely have a purpose. So if you are eating ultra low on those, so you can eat ultra high protein, you would be better off pouring into the carbohydrate department, especially since protein and carbs have the same exact amount of calories per one gram, which is four. Um, If you're very overweight, I don't recommend you eat 250 grams of protein. For my ladies out there, you should shoot more towards that goal weight or just a lower range in general. So for example, let's say you're like a 5'10 female, you're 250 pounds. I will probably put that female more towards like 160 grams of protein per day than that 250. If you're coming out of a dieting phase and you're struggling with high appetite, um, that would be a case where I increase someone's protein. If you're in a pretty big caloric deficit and we are needing to focus in on muscle retention, um, like competition prep, that's another time where I will increase protein on the higher side of even upwards of 1.5 per one gram of body weight. So how do we hit our protein a little bit better? Number one, you definitely need to be making a grocery list. Make a list of foods you enjoy. Okay, this does not just have to be chicken or fish or egg whites. This could be a variety of different things. It could be like edamame or tofu. Um, It can be powdered peanut butter, protein powder, nuts and seeds. Um, Protein can be found in a lot of different foods. Now, your protein list that you make, you want those foods that you list to be primarily composed of protein. So what that means is, Although you would, you might find a few grams of protein in like a low carb wrap for sandwiches, that food product in itself also contains like carbs and a little bit of fat. So we need to focus in on just protein. So a pure protein source, that's a good example is egg whites. Okay. Um, There's a big difference as well between a complete protein source and an incomplete protein source. If you are looking to have a post-workout meal, um, you need to be having a complete protein source. And that means not just consuming like beans, like edamame or black beans. You need to pair that with another food to make it a complete protein and hitting all those amino acids. So for example, beans and rice, okay? They say people can live off of beans and rice forever. It's because of the amino acid profile there. Um, so if you're someone that is more plant-based, that's another thing you need to take in, into consideration with this chat. Um, for that grocery list, I would also recommend that you include things that you're not just going to meal prep. So don't just include a ton of chicken, include like little snacks here and there. Um, some of my favorite snacks are beef jerky. I love my Bomar Nutrition protein bars, protein powder, powdered peanut butter. I can like literally just eat that as a snack. Um, Greek yogurt, cottage cheese. Those are some of the main ones I can think of off the top of my head that are just snack related. And when you're having snacks throughout the day, 
double check your snack and make sure it has at least 15 grams of protein in it. Because if you're just snacking on pretzels or chips, and I see a lot of people do this, and they can very easily just eat the whole bag, it's because you're missing protein, you're missing whole foods, and that's going to help keep you satiated. I bet if you were to have like six to eight ounces of Greek yogurt and some raspberries, so we're pairing a protein with some fiber, I bet if you were to have that instead of like a bag of chips, you're going to feel so much more satiated. And, you know, double check your snacks, see where you can add in more protein. If you're someone who is eating chips, okay, can we throw in a few pieces of beef jerky in there? Can we have a few light cheese sticks in there to bulk up that snack and make it a little bit more satiating? With your meals, your protein should also be the main event. A lot of times I see people plan around a carbohydrate base. So for example, macaroni and cheese, pasta, pizza, a lot of that is carbohydrate heavy. We need to switch the focus into making it protein heavy. Okay. So if you're going to make pasta, let's talk about the serving of meat that we're going to put in it. Is it going to be a shrimp pasta or a chicken pasta? Um, There's nothing wrong with pasta, but pasta on its own is not going to be very satiating compared to pasta with protein in it. And if you're someone that's low on protein, you know, you don't have to be afraid of a heavy serving of it. Ladies, you don't need to have two to three ounces of meat at a meal. Okay. That's very tiny. You can have four, you can have five, you can have six serving, six, not six serving, six ounces of protein in one meal and you'll be completely fine. Uh, there's this whole thing on like protein absorption and how much you can absorb per meal. Um, that's a very hard thing to prove, but I would say roughly 25 to 40 grams of protein for females out there per meal seems to be a good gauge. Because if you think about it, if you're having, we're going to do our little meal planning together. If you are eating five times a day, three of them being meals, and let's say you're getting 30 grams of protein in each meal. Okay, that's 90. And then your two snacks for the day have 15 grams of protein. That in itself is 120 grams, okay? You need to also figure out how many times per day you're going to be eating, and that's really going to help you with deciding how much protein is going to be in each meal, okay? Obviously, the larger the portion, uh, the protein goal, the larger the protein should be per meal. So if you're someone who has like 150 gram goal for the day, you might want your two snacks to be 20 grams of protein, and you might want your meals to be more towards, you know, 35, maybe even 40 grams. Um, guys out there, you can eat a little bit more too. You can eat 40, 50 even upwards of 60 grams of protein in a meal, and you should be good to go. Um, with your meals, just pay attention Pay attention to your digestion. Okay, again, some people are pretty sensitive with a high protein intake with a meal, so be aware of that. Um, and it could also be related to a food sourcing too. If you're eating tons of cauliflower and broccoli and Brussels sprouts, like foods that are known to bloat people, let's address that before (laughs) just addressing the protein. Um, Because I'm doing a live type podcast today, guys, feel free to ask any questions that you might have on today's topic, which is going to be um, hitting your protein targets. I'm going to take a quick sip of water too.
because it has to make a little funny noise out of my water bottle. Okay. The other thing I want to talk about with protein is going to be meal planning, um, more so like meal prep. If you're prepping your meat, you need to be aware of the serving size. If you're measuring your meat raw or cooked, because that will kind of throw off the accuracy. Um, raw meat is going to hold on to some water weight compared to cooked meat. It's going to lose a little bit of that weight. So whenever you're tracking your macros, the biggest thing is stick to one thing and be consistent with it. Double check your label and make sure it says, you know, the meat is raw, meat's cooked. Usually with like the labels that you get grocery stores, like of raw meat, it's the serving size is for raw meat. So when I'm weighing out my meat, I only weigh out my meat cooked. I don't ever just like cut all these raw meat slices of like what I plan on having for the week. No, I only weigh my meat cooked. And I recognize that if I'm tracking um, three ounces of cooked meat, that's basically roughly four ounces of raw meat. And that is how I should input it into my MyFitnessPal. Um, that can be a really tricky one. <laughs> I should probably do a full-blown post on um, raw versus cooked meat. But again, if you buy something like the like Tyson chicken that's already cooked, then just follow the label, okay? If that's in the frozen food section, if it's an already cooked meat, then how it's going to recommend you track that is how it's packaged. That's usually how food goes, is food will give you the nutrition info on its current state. Okay. So if you're buying raw meat, the nutrition info on that is in that current state, raw meat. If you're buying cooked meat, then the nutrition label is for in its current state, which would be cooked. And that can be very confusing (laughs) for people. Um, The big thing too, with hitting your protein and honestly, just hitting your macros in general is going to be pre-tracking your day. You need to take five minutes out of your day, hop on your MyFitnessPal app, maybe even um, browse Pinterest or YouTube or a couple YouTubers that um, are known for like more foodie related posts and just get an idea of some meals and snacks that you plan on having for the day. Um, This is also where like going grocery shopping, if you don't have time for grocery shopping, Instacart your groceries get, get them delivered to you. So you can set yourself up for success. Because if you're someone who is consistently missing the mark and missing your macros, there's a habit thing that we need to shift. Okay. You're not just going to magically wake up one day and hit your macros if you're already consistently not hitting them. Okay. So what do we need to change? We need to plan ahead. Okay. We need to plan how many meals am I going to have today? Um, what is going to be consistent in my meals? What is going to be the main protein in my meals and in my snacks? Again, when you're creating your meal plan and creating that, um, structure in place of your macros, always make your protein the main event. If that's what you struggle with. Now, if this were to be a whole nother chit chat on like carbohydrates and hitting your carbohydrates, I would talk about how you should be working on making carbohydrates the main event. Um, by that, I mean, it should take up majority of the calories in that meal, 
but a lot of people don't tend to struggle with hitting their carbs or their fats. It's just more so hitting their protein. Um, and guys, honestly, a lot of restaurants, a lot of places that are on the go, like if you're to stop at a gas station and get a snack, the reason why carbs and fats are so popular for snack options is because it's cheap. Okay. Protein's expensive. You know, little protein bars can be two to upwards of three to four dollars. It's because protein's expensive. Um, but it is a very important nutrient to get in. And again, if you have physique-based goals, you need to be hitting your protein and getting consistent with it. So I'm going to go ahead and open this for any questions that you guys might have. So that is going to be it for today's mini episode. Again, these are just kind of short and sweet. I know they're not my typical episodes where I have full-blown guests on, but I hope it was helpful for you guys. Again, if Beyond the Bikini Radio has been helping you and you've been loving the podcast, don't forget to tag me at Nicole Fairy Fitness. Unfortunately, Beyond the Bikini Radio does not have its own Instagram, but I am the host, Nicole. Um, so it's always special when you guys tag me and let me know that an episode was helpful for you alongside um, with any topics that you guys might have for me that you want featured in a future episode. So I will see you guys in the next one.